You are listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, a Canadian guide to building dependable wealth. Join your hosts, Richard Canfield and Jason Lowe, as they unlock the secrets to creating financial peace of mind in an uncertain world. Discover the strategies and mindsets to a financial future that you can bank on. Picture a day when financial control is in your hands, not the banks, not a loan officer, not the government, and not some risky stock market. We're joined here today by my dear friends, my brother, my amazing colleague in the industry, and my amazing co-host. We are joined by Caleb Williams, CEO of Better Wealth and co-author <laughs> of The End Asset for Canadians and author of the originating book, The End Asset. Caleb, welcome to the show again. Jason, it is a pleasure to be here, and I was just ready to go home. You know, I, I thought this whole introduction was going to take up our full time. So thank you, man. I, it is, uh, it's been a labor of love, <laughs> and it is, I'm telling you, I, there's a sense of pride for multiple reasons to have that Canadian symbol um, and to be able to serve the market and help people take back control. I, I, uh, I'm really grateful for you, man. I'm really grateful for the impact that we're going to have together. I'm humbled and grateful for you as well. And for people who are tuning in for the first time or for all of our amazing, dedicated, existing listeners who are coming back, thank you. And you can get your copy of The End Asset for Canadians. Now, we would encourage you to ease on over to theendasset.ca. Again, that's theendasset.ca. And we're also going to run a special promotion. Uh, it will be limited in terms of a limited time offer, but for people who are tuning into this episode, we are going to send you a copy of the end asset for Canadians. We want to get this book in your hands. The whole job that we hired this book to do is to get people into conversation. We want to change people's thinking so we can change their lives. And so Caleb, Let's go back to the origination of the end asset. You're the creator, you're the pioneer of, of the end asset. And when we talked about having an end asset book available for Canadians, really, you know, we said, look, there's not really much that needs to change because the, the whole approach, the whole methodology, the philosophy behind it doesn't recognize any borders, but there are some specific things that are, you know, Canadian specific that need to be communicated across uh, the country to Canadians in that way. But take us back to the origination. What inspired you to write the book? Yeah. So it, this is actually really special that you, you asked that question because I came from the banking world, ironically, and I'm this 19-year-old kid that wants to make a difference, made a mission statement to help people see and reach their highest potential, realize that a lot of people are not doing that. I mean, if you just, you know, what, what Nelson says about the problem, if you don't have a clear understanding of the problem, the solution doesn't matter. And what was interesting is I'm sitting at the bank, 19 years old, took over this massive responsibility of helping people with their money. I'm seeing firsthand People come in, meet with me, have no clue, no have no earthly idea <laughs> what is actually going on in their life. I'm seeing people give up total control of their their money, buy into this idea that taxes are going to be down, lower in the future, not knowing what fees are, what's actually going on. And I just realized, like, what is going on here? Like, there's got to be a better way, hence the name Better Wealth. And so that just started the, the mission of like, there's got to be a better way. 
And it's not necessarily to find a widget that gets a better rate of return. Like that's what everyone's focused on. Like what, what's missing here? And that's, that's where I went down the route of discovering the infinite banking um, concept, meeting Nelson, meeting people like yourself. And my eyes were open, but, but to be quite frank, I was frustrated too, because it was like, okay, there's this powerful concept, but people are like missing it. And so the, the and asset really just came out of this concept of there's, there's two really powerful forces that compounding. Compounding is this function of future value of money. You could, you could almost put retirement uh, into that word. It's like you're going to delay something to have it grow for a future day that gives me benefits. Like when you think of compounding, like that's, that's essentially what it is. It's a, it's a grow your money for a future time. And it's like everyone's focused on that. And it's interesting, the banks and Wall Street, they want us to compound their money, but what, how are they making money? They're controlling it. But compounding right. in itself is just math. It's powerful. But, but then I was like, okay, on the flip side, there's control. And there's the, you know, being able to flip money, do what you're doing on, with your Amazon business. And, and like really taking that it factor, taking you, taking cash and really making things happen. And up until, you know, me discovering this, these kind of concepts, it, it didn't seem like a lot of people were having conversations about um, compounding and control. It was this e either or. We were literally taught you need to do this or that. You need to do this or that. And I was like, oh, what I'm learning through infinite banking and other people that have poured into my life is the wealthy people, the banks, the corporations, they're not making this choice. This is the key. They're not making this choice between either this or that. It's more of an and conversation. And the reason why a lot of life insurance people hate investments and investment people hate life insurance is we're not communicating well. And we're saying this, this is better than this. This is better than that. And I'm like, well, why does one have to be better than the other? Why can't we have a foundational conversation and say, is it should your 401k be at the foundation of your life? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> but does that make the, you know, a retire? And, and I know Canada's different. Does that make the um, Bay Street evil? Well, you, you guys might have a different opinion. I don't necessarily think it's quote unquote evil, but the way that people are putting their hope and trust into it, I don't think it will give them the result that they want. And so the and conversation goes, shouldn't we have control and shouldn't we have the most efficient way to use, save, grow money? And, and the most efficient way to do that is to have an and asset at the foundation of your life that enhances other things. And, it, and it's just another message to, to share infinite banking, be control of your money. And so that's a long winded version, but it, it helps bring back the, the desire and the vision that was, was had in writing the end asset. Well, I love how you put the, you know, the insurance guy and the investment guy, and they're kind of at odds with things. And, you know, that is something that we, we see it's like a comedy of errors in the, in, in, in the industry, but I'm kind of like, well, yeah, it's like uh, steak and potatoes. I, I like steak and potatoes. There's no reason why I can't have both. And so you're just, you know, boiling it down to simplistic terms and your book does an incredible job of that. And now that book's got a, a, a red maple leaf on it um, with some adjustments. And I'm guessing, I'm a curious question I have for you, Caleb, is when you were in the process of doing this with Jason and getting the Canadian version ready to go, how many A's and a boots <laughs> did you need to move out of the, out of the book? I'm just wondering, how, how did the editing process the, go for you? Well, you said process, but you said it wrong. Process, my friend. My, my, my brother, Canadian. See, it was a lot of that that was going on. <laughs> lot, you know, we, how, how do you spell that it took that so again? long. You know, we were just making fun of each other and how we speak. <laughs> um, I, listen, I think that the fundamental principles were the same. Yeah, it's yeah. some of the tax, tax uh, laws. There's some, there's some things that are different. And then it was really cool because Jason added some, some actual chapters, his story and some other things. And so I just think it's, it's, it's a very relevant book 
in in the world i quite frankly i think people in the united states should read it as well because you get that flavor of jason that i mean jason you are one of the most convicted people that i've had the pleasure of being alongside with like you live a life of conviction and it's mm -hmm. and it's inspiring and quite frankly that's why i said yes because up until i've had a lot of people wanting to do collaborations with me and it's not that it's a no forever it's just it was a no for that time and right, right. it was a very clear yes because of uh, where we were going because we want to impact a million people. There's a lot of things that we want to do, and the only way to do that is to help get the message and leverage it well. And one of the best ways to leverage something is to put a message where you don't have to be the trick pony that's that's saying the same message over and over. And, and a book is an example of like someone can read this and not talk to Jason and get the message. Like that's powerful. And oh, I absolutely. and I and I want that to be the case in Canada. And a lot of people were getting my book in Canada, which awesome, thank you. But I think we could we can even create more value by speaking directly to the person in Canada reading. Meet people where they're at. That's what Nelson yep. used to say so often, God rest his soul. And without uh, the late R. Nelson Nash, the three of us wouldn't be having this conversation right, right now. And right. I'll, I'll never forget, I'll never forget meeting Caleb at the annual Infinite Banking Think Tank Symposium. And uh, there, there was uh, just seemed to be an instant chemistry. And we, we shared wonderful conversation. We committed to staying in touch with one another. And that um, not too much later had blossomed into an opportunity to actually deliver um, a presentation to a group of people and uh, to also uh, get further acquainted and connected and it has since uh, rooted itself in what will be undoubtedly a lifelong uh, relationship. And uh, if for our listeners, if, if you do not know Caleb Williams, you will. Uh, he is a rising star. And I uh, just love being able to, um, you know, stand at the back of the room and be able to shine the light on, on him. And so uh, Caleb was a real honor, you know, being able to do this project together and We've got people lined up from our headquarters all the way to uh, the opposite coast of our country waiting to get their hands on this book because we've been talking about it for some time now. I'm really drumming up a lot of anticipation. And so for listeners, uh, again, just ease on over to the endasset.ca. That's the endasset.ca. And when you get there, you'll be able to get your hands on a copy and uh, see some other great resources as well. And if you choose not to get a copy, as long as you leave happy, that's okay too. But uh, Caleb, you know, the, the control, the compounding, the um, all of these, you know, financial terms that people hear being thrown around. I think one of the things for me that resonated so well from the, the original version of your book, your creation, was the simplicity in people reading it and saying, wow, I really, I really caught it. Like, it was so well-written in such an easy way to grasp. It inspired them to take that next step and inspired them to get into a conversation to say, tell me more, how can this be an advantage for me? And how can I truly realize my greatest potential as my being that I am my greatest asset. And so um, I can't wait to get this book in the hands of Canadians coast to coast. You know, you know, what's special is uh, for those of you that like know, know my story, you know, that, reading is really difficult for me and like writing is something i'm horrible at 
And I was I grew up as a very insecure, shy kid, which is probably shocking to you, Jason, but it's true. Very. And I was, and I was <laughs> super short for my age. And by the way, I'm not I'm no uh, Shaquille O'Neal here, but I'm, you know, normal size now. But I, I there was a time in my life that I didn't know, number one, if I was going to go to college. I didn't know if I was going to even get through. I didn't know if I was going to mount to much. I was frustrated because I I had siblings that were taller than me. And, and reading, when, when you're 14 years old and are stumbling over your words, there's like some, dark, not dark places, but it's just like, it's really discouraging. And what's so special is like, I, I want to share that because I think part of the reason why the And Asset has had a lot of success is number one, a conversation that my mom had with me. And she said, Caleb, the things that you can't control, the things that you can't control, don't worry about. But the things that you can control, which for the record, is most things in your life. The things that you can control, you have, you have to go all in. And so like she didn't give me a free pass and say, oh, this is tough for you. She's like, you better double down on the things that you're not very good at and make them a strength. And so that was number one is that like that like a shout out to my mom. But like the this message was very much built on like tears of wondering if, if I was going to amount to anything. And control looks different whether it's money, whether it's your life, whether it's like being proactive. So that's that's one theme. But the other thing is you can your strengths can be your 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 weaknesses can be your strengths in the future. So it's like because I'm not I'm going to win any IQ tests. Let's just put it that way. The and asset was taken like all these amazing concepts that I can't take any credit for, by the way. You take these concepts and you you dumb them down so that Caleb can understand them. And oh, by the way, also, other people find it less intimidating. And let's be honest, having color in a book was a really good idea, you know? <laughs> but like, yeah, for sure. But like that, I just want, I want to be honest with people because I think sometimes people look at this message and may read the book and be like, oh, wow, like this, this kid's a superstar. And that's like not even close to being true. It's just like, I'm so grateful for the people that came before me, poured into me, stuck with me, and, and, and for great parenting and, and for, praising that the energy and the and the work that goes behind the scenes that no one will see and so um it's this is this is written out of true um just just gratitude for for the people that poured into my life the uh, color in the book is a big uh, thing because i literally had someone I, i'm sure it was in the last three days identify how much they appreciated that there was color in your in your book and they're you're talking about the uh, the the original version because they, they haven't got their hands on a copy of the new one yet and uh, I really appreciate you sharing that story because that's going to be helpful for a lot of people. We have, we have listeners as you do with your show, with listeners of all age groups, obviously that tune into these programs, but a lot of the times we're speaking to people who have kids that are, you know, you know, young, young kids and they're, you know, anywhere from age zero up to age 10. And then we have people that are teenagers and, and then they have young adults. And so we don't realize sometimes the impact we have as parents, we know it's tremendous. And so you sharing that, uh, the story from your mom is, like not only is it how impactful that is, but if you're, th if you're, if you're a parent, your mom or a father, and you're thinking about the impact you're leaving on your child, consider those words of wisdom and how you could relay a message that's important to you, to your child in a similar fortune. You don't have no idea how much of an impact that can make for somebody and what that's done. That was a, that was, that sounds like that was a kickoff point for you. That was like a starting block for taking some ownership and responsibility of what you realized that you could. And then that's led to now your you know, follow the bouncing ball. Eventually a book gets printed and written. People are buying it. People are getting a message. Now we've got a Canadian version. It's just a ripple effect. And it all stems from one great piece of advice about taking control of your life. And so the theme of control in your book, I think is so important 
Now people have control in many areas, as you indicated, Caleb, we're, we're focused on the money side of control, but every time you get a little bit more control over the money in your life, how does that lead to control in other areas? Can you speak to that? I I think it's everything. I, I think it's everything. I mean, when you look at the number one asset in your life, and I just want to define what an asset is. So Investopedia will say an asset brings you something of value. Like they literally look at the net worth. And if your assets are greater than your liabilities, your, your net worth is positive. Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, talks about an asset is something that puts money back in your pocket. My definition of an asset is something that helps you live more intentional. It, regardless of what your definition is, it's something that brings value to your life, okay? And so the first thing that like, we have to do is we have to say, okay, what is the number one asset in our life? And there will be people that say your house is your number one asset, because at the end of the day, it's probably that thing that's worth the most for majority of people, which is really sad. Um, you could look at potentially your business, mm-hmm. potentially real estate, but, but what, what stems from making all that possible? It's yourself. Yeah. It's like, grab a mirror. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> good things. And by the way, bad things in your life have a lot to do with you. And, and it's like, I'm going to use a big word here, but the, der- the der- derivative, let's see if I can, I say it, you, like everything that's good and bad is coming and stemming from, from a lot of times the actions and and the people and and a lot of it comes by the choices that we make and what i'm realizing is that the system the banks bay street wall street like they're not necessarily designed to set us up to be wildly successful in fact they want to keep us alive enough to help profit the system but heaven forbid we have control because then we're a threat to their control and so again, I don't want to be this like, you know, conspiracy theorist here, but it's like think look at the system and look at where the money flows. And ask yourself, are people crushing it? Are people in control? Are people actually having the financial freedom to say this is how I want to live my life? And that's why I believe like assets help us live more intentionally because that's ultimately what the the definition of financial freedom is to be to be able to live intentionally. And so that's that's like the epiphany that we had. And we all have had it because we're all in the business of helping people take back control. And I'm finding that, how do you put a value on control? Like I, I talk about in the book, it's like, what is the value of a golf club? Well, I haven't played golf with you guys, but I know you well. I don't think you're making millions of dollars off of golfing, okay? No, <laughs> um, not but, a chance. My, my chiropractor is doing pretty good though. Every time <laughs> yeah. I go golfing. But, but professional golfers make them tons of money, not just off the sport itself, but because they're such good golfers, they have other opportunities in advertising and other partnerships. And that's an they example. Get, it's they like, get is their it the name golf on a club? golf club. Right. Is it the golf club or is it how they use it? Same thing goes with like, how do you put the true value of control? Is, 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 it, is it controlled bad? Because we will always pick someone that had control over their money and bankrupt themselves. Was it, was it that? Was it control or was it them? And so it's, again, it, this is not like, I don't think this is a solution for every single person that walks the planet of the earth. Like, I think there's some people that really need to, you know, do some soul searching and figure out like what makes them tick. But for the person that really gets it, control's got to be a value piece because you're just never going to accomplish much in your life if you don't take responsibility. And if that's the case, we need a financial strategy. We need a financial system that enhances or highlights the value of control and that's where the and asset comes in. It's, and by the way, we all teach this. It's the and asset 
whole life insurance doesn't necessarily just like, oh, you got it, check, like you're complete. But it's, it's the foundational asset that can be self-completing and it also can allow other things and enhance other opportunities and create that emergency fund, create that opportunity fund and really enhance control and still not disrespect the value of what our money could be worth 20, 30, 40 years from now. So I just like that for me was like, okay, that's the message that, that needs to be shared. And unfortunately we're living in a world where people are just attacking the vehicle, which makes right. me super sad because like, I just had a person the other day, like attack the vehicle and it's like, okay, we can go back and forth and you're not going to listen to me. But the fundamental problem is what you're saying is you do not value controlling capital. That's it. That's a, and a brilliant analogy on the golf front too. Uh, it reminds me of something Nelson used to say in terms of how people think. He said, you know, I, I just don't understand it. You have these golfers that make tens of millions of dollars, but they spend an exorbitant amount of time looking for a lost $3 golf ball. Where's the logic in that? <laughs> you know, but I mean, there's so many great elements of the book. And again, the book that we're describing is the end asset now for Canadians, the Canadian version, which by the time this episode airs, will be in full blast launch mode. I'll be on Caleb's uh, podcast. Uh, Caleb has uh, been gracious and generous with his time to join us here today. Uh, we are going to be uh, engaging in some uh, speaking um, engagements. Uh, Caleb doesn't know that yet. I just said that right now on the episode, but I'll get with your assistant, Caleb. We'll get it all booked. And we're going to uh, go on a bit of a bit of a tour and really get this message out there uh, because I'll tell you, not only reading, but also having an opportunity to see Caleb live and in stereo and uh, listening to one of his keynotes is... Uh, not only going to be uplifting, but it'll be a very valuable use of your time. And I think when you pair the two of us together uh, from the stage, uh, watch out. It's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Jason, do you remember one of the first things that you said to me when we, when we talked about this, this collaboration? You said, put on your seatbelt, <laughs> buckle up. And so I, I've, it's ditto. I'm, you know, I'm going to say yes to whatever you throw at me. And I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. Likewise. And what, what's another key message, Caleb, that you want people to take away from the book? Yeah, a couple, a couple key things is, and you're probably like, wow, like you don't actually talk a lot about life insurance. It, it's important to me and trust me, get the book, go to andasset.ca, andasset.ca, and you'll learn all about structure, overfunding, all these, all these nerdy things that actually make life insurance pretty attractive. For me, like one of the other key things that I just want to share with people is ask you what you would do if money wasn't an issue. What, what would you do if money was not a thing? And the reason I ask you this is uh, when we talk about efficiency and I could ask you like, what's more efficient, walking or driving? And majority of people would say driving, but we're, we're, we're failing to ask what, where are you going? Like we, we are so caught up in, in North America and we, we think we have all the answers, but at the end of the day, what I'm finding is a lot of people want to understand all the tactics, want to learn how to maximize the tax code and all these things, but they ultimately don't have the ultimate metric or key to figure out what's actually going to be success right? or what does success look like. And so if I had one message, if I had one thing that I can encourage people, 
It's to get really ultra clear on what you want out of life. Realize that life, we're not getting it back. Realize that it goes quickly. Realize that it's the greatest blessing of all to just be alive right now. The odds of being born are insane. So we have to like get that and we have to be like, what would success look like? Well, like what does intentional living look like? And then design your life around that. Design your money and how you think about money around that. Design how, who you spend your time with around that. To spend, I, I, I just bought a domain called valueleveraging.com. Why? Because I think how, like value and leverage are two things I'm fascinated with. And it's again, but why? It's because it's like, wow, like I wanna be, I wanna live a life of value and ultimately, if I can leverage that value, that means I'm living a more valuable life. It's like a self-licking ice cream cone, you know? And so it's like, <laughs> wow, like, like that. So, so it's that encouragement. And then the other thing that I want to say, so get really clear on what that looks like. And then ROR, a lot of people, when they hear the word ROR, they think of rate of return, okay? And we will be a, a zombie or whatever, a sheep, and we'll, we'll say, oh, you, you can get me nine versus eight, like nine is better than eight. I'll, I'll, I'll make all the choices of my life or future in because I'm getting nine over eight. And it's like, okay, what Wall Street has done a phenomenal job is they've told us that we're going to tell you this thing called rate of return and you should care enough about that you should dedicate your whole life and we're going to brainwash you as it relates to how to think about money. I'm serious. Like, okay, rate of return is important. It's, it goes into the compounding bucket. It's, it's the growth of our money. Yeah. But it's like, Okay, there's other things that are also important. There's like, I, in the book, we talk about 16 ideal b benefits to, to a great asset. So, okay, we are valuing one out of the 16 and we're uh, some, someone up there is saying that this thing is the only thing that matters. <laughs> what I want people to know is, okay, instead of rate of return, what if ROR stood for return on result? Why is that valuable? First, look at re the result that you want out of life and then get there the quickest. That's where efficiency really makes sense. If you, if you know what you want, create the most efficient strategy. And by the way, if the and asset or infinite banking are not the best way to help you get that, don't do it. Right. Like, I'm not up here saying, this is the thing that's going to solve everybody's problems. Because then I'm saying, my thing or Nelson's concept or the and assets more important than your dreams and your life. What I am saying is if you get really clear on that, I've met very few people that I can't help, okay? <laughs> and, and so that's what I'm saying. But it, it really, like you really gotta get that thing figured out, your ROR statement, the clarity, and then, and then the should you do real estate, should you start a business, should you start an and asset, should you meet with Jason Lowe, all those things come after, and I, I sincerely mean that. I sincerely mean that. And so that's the other thing that's been really present to me, and I just, I just wanna encourage people to live live their one life well, because I don't think we're getting another shot at life on this earth as we, as we know it. Well, I, I love how you put all that Caleb. And it's like, you know, any, another kind of example of that well, let's take our podcast as an example. We have a production team that helps, you know, clean up some edits and chop this in and put that on there and put it over here and add some show notes and do a lot of these things. And someone has to look out, look over it, of course, but all that's been done. Well, by having that in place, that has a that has a dollar value. There's a cost associated with that production in place, but that allows us to do four episodes a month, versus we were only doing one or two a month before if we were trying to manage all that stuff in house. So what's the what's the return on our time? Right. Well, that allows us to have more great conversations, spread the message, get into the 
the ears and on the, you know, on the Facebooks and the YouTubes and get in front of people more frequently, which means we, we are matching our objective of getting Nelson's message out to a wider audience on a higher frequency. So the frequency is the result that we're looking for, and that's worth an exchange. And so it's just, it's just one of those things that it's not about the return. The return is on how many people can view the podcast and get the message. And then what does that translate to over as an asset? the compound effect of that getting out on multiple, multiple platforms. So it's not related to a dollar value. It's related to a value that's intrinsic beyond dollars. That's right. Oh yeah. Well, we talk to people all the time. What are you seeking freedom from? And what do you want freedom of? And, you know, for myself it, and for the people that we have the privilege to serve and that we, you know, um, encourage this, this level of thinking is to seek out more freedom of time, more freedom of purpose, more freedom of relationship, more freedom of money. You know, there are so many financial tactics and tools and there's so many different ways to multiply money. And it's just understanding that if you're looking at a product, whatever that financial product may be, yeah, we understand it. It has its own set of characteristics and you should understand that and plan accordingly. But if you're thinking about, do I want to take control over this one aspect of my life? Then this is not about an either or. It's not, let's put 15 financial products on the table and decide which one is ultimately going to be the one that we put all our eggs into one basket. It's an as well as. You know, should I become my own banker or should I put my money into crypto? Uh, is it Doge? Is that how you pronounce it? Jo- Dogecoin, Bitcoin, Batcoin, Flipcoin, whatever it is that's out there nowadays. Or should I put my money into real estate? Should I put my money into the stock market? Should I give the money to the person that I was introduced to at a cocktail party who can get me 428% rate of return every quarter? And the answer is, Sit down, talk to somebody, and answer the question, the DOS question. All credit to Dan Sullivan of Strategic Coach, the best entrepreneurial coach of, of our generation, and then some. If we were sitting down three years from today, what specifically would have had to have occurred in order for you to feel like you made significant progress? So we're not talking about defining a goal in the way of, I want to put my money in financial prison for the next 32 years so that it generates $1,822.12 a month for the next 27 years. That is just, people aren't thinking about and and putting that deep level of thinking into what they're going to do next Wednesday, let alone 32 years from now. So talk to us more about what specifically would have to occur in your life in order for you to feel like you've made significant progress. Sure. And if you are ambitious and want to pursue freedom of time, purpose, money, and relationship, if you don't have a really good grasp and control over your financial life, then the stress is going to get in the way. The worry is going to get in the way. The, uh, the numbing agents to cure those things, whether it's alcohol, drugs, um, you know, whatever addiction that may be. And then you can't get to those great things in life. And so this book 
and Caleb, you've heard me say this many times and I'll repeat it for all of our listeners. We hired this book to do one job and that's to get people into a conversation. Because when we can get into a conversation, then we can help people think differently and, and help them achieve more freedom of time, purpose, money, and relationship. Well, and there's, there's getting into the conversation. There's also just uh, kickstarting a conversation inside of the brain of the reader. There's a conversation that's taking place right now. If you're listening to this, if you're listening to any other podcast, there's a conversation that's going in in between your ears. And uh, there's a lot, there's probably a lot of voices in there sometimes that are talking about things you should do, things you shouldn't do, and this and that and the other thing. A book like this is a way to, to focus that energy and that effort of the conversation happening in your head and start getting it, asking you the right questions. The thing that squishy mass in between our ears is the most powerful tool on planet earth. And if it's, it's the smartest computer that exists. And if we are asking it garbage questions, it's going to give us garbage answers. But if we start changing the inputs and the questions that we ask it, boy, it's going to go to work and start solving problems. That's what happens. That's right. So good. And Caleb, talk, talk to us, talk to our listeners about what, what gave rise to better wealth? What inspired you to, uh, as an entrepreneur, you know, to create this organization, uh, to, to have since built a great team and a growing business? What was the genesis of that? What inspired you to create better wealth? Well, the first thing is I'm not very creative. So I'm like, okay, I want, I want to have a company that people know kind of what we're do, up to. And, and so when we first started, it was Better Wealth Solutions, which is a long domain. <laughs> and it was betterwealthsolutions.com. And we were scrappy. And the whole idea is we're going to show you a better way. That was, that was like the, the, the vision kind of deal. And then as we, as we went on on this mission, wrote the book, The End Asset, came out with the Better Wealth podcast, and just this better way was something that really would, you know, reg- uh, just really encouraged everybody, I think resonated with a lot of people. And then this idea of uh, optimize or being optimal, I love the definition of optimize because it's like, take what you're currently doing and making it better. So it's like, okay, ultimately what I get fired up to do is I want to optimize what people are doing in their life and everything. And so it's like, that's, that was really key. And then um, we, we read a book uh, called the Bezos letters and we talk about t- uh, type one and type two decisions, you know, you know, type type one decisions are like, this will take your company like, and it will, if, if someone makes the wrong decisions, like it's going to be bad. Type two decisions are like, Hey, this might not be ideal, but like we want to empower people to step up and really go for it. And so um, we tried to reach out to people that own betterwealth.com. No one was using it, but it was, no one would reach out to us. And after going through that book, um, Al on our team was, was very inspired and, and was very proactive and found a way to get an offer from, from the owners of betterwealth.com. And it was, it was not cheap. But we made the decision as a company to say, listen, we're going to invest in something that I think is going to be a massive asset to our message and our ability to show up powerfully. And that's an example of like, if we didn't have the money, we wouldn't be able to make the move. But capital, access to capital, control, the evil C word, got us the ability to say yes, get betterwealth.com. And, and, and it's just been, it's just a remarkable domain and a remarkable company. And so betterwealth.com has, has been like the company and we want to very much better people's lives. And we've changed our mission to 
showing you a better way to very much unlocking intentional living because if you don't want to live more intentionally, we can't help you. Amen. What a great mission. What a great mission. And I understand uh, now being uh, that you're hailing uh, today from the United States. So you, you are able to travel. You've been traveling. Yeah, uh, I've been traveling. Yep. Doing some speaking engagements. Gosh, you know, I, I miss those days. It's uh, <laughs> we get yeah. to do things on the Zooms and, you know, we get to Zoom ahead. <laughs> no pun intended. I, I can't wait for the day that we can give each other a hug. And yeah. that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to, I'm going to get myself in trouble if I say what I really want to say, but yeah, we're, we're starting to travel again and I'm really grateful for that. Absolutely. And what would you say to Canadians who are tuning in and who are curious and, you know, we, we do have a great, great dedicated base of listeners who are amazing, who are just anticipating this episode, where can I get my hands on the book? And, but what would you say to folks who are tuning in uh, to Wealth Without Bay Street for the first time and hearing about this and asset for Canadians? Well, number one, go go to andasset.ca and get a book and then and then message me. Like, I love getting Instagram messages, LinkedIn messages, emails. And I just, I love hearing, love hearing from people. And what I would ask you to do is have a conversation and go back to the root which I can't take credit, Jason can't take credit, Richard can't take credit for, for these concepts. So go back to the root, start asking questions and actually understand the why. But I'm telling you, like you are in for a treat and there's a lot of good resources um, on YouTube. There's a lot of good resources on the podcast world uh, to learn. And I just think it's only a matter of time. Just continue to be consistent, ask good questions and get really clear on the result and then work with the person that can help you get that result the best. That's great advice. And we'll make sure that uh, those uh, folks get connected with the right people on our team and um, that uh, we're able to help them, yep. help them create more abundance in their lives and, and have more freedom of time and purpose and relationship and money and taking control over that critical function in their lives called banking and, uh, and money. And any other uh, remarks, Rich, that you want to share with uh, our listeners today? Well, I think I'd love to just um, echo what Caleb said. And again, just we have people listening from all kinds of ages, and you might be discovering this three years from now, two years from now, whatever it is, wherever you're at in your journey, the, the journey of a thousand steps starts with that first step. And it doesn't matter what piece, what, what area of time frame you're at, doesn't matter what's going on in your life, a decision needs to be made. If you want change, the only person that will create change is you. You okay. gotta get off your butt and go take some action. If that's buying a book, great. Buying it and having it land on your door and having it dropped off on Amazon doesn't—it doesn't end there. You all—you also have to open the first page and start reading, right? Then you gotta message somebody. Like you gotta take consistent set a series of actions to create the results you're looking for. Don't just uh, you know let life pass you by. No one wants to be a bystander in your life. You shouldn't be a bystander in your financial life. The only way you can actually get the results you want is to get in the game. Wow. That was powerful, guys. So you know it's good. You heard it here on Wealth Without Bay Street. Ease on over to the endasset.ca. Again, that's the endasset.ca. What we're talking about is the newest release 
the end asset for Canadians originating from the original book pioneered, written, authored by the amazing Caleb Williams, CEO, founder of Better Wealth. Caleb, it was an honor to have you back on our show again, and I hope that you'll be back with us again many times. Thank you for being generous with your time. I am I am grateful for the both of you. I'm a better human being because both of you guys are in my life, and uh, I'm grateful for what's to come, and I'm grateful to slay some stages with you, my friend, when, <laughs> when we can. So it's, it's I just don't better. want Pat Quinn there, though. <laughs> I don't want Pat Quinn there because he's... <laughs> God, he's, uh, he's one of the toughest coaches, but uh, I, I love the guy. Uh, I say that uh, in good humor. He is uh, an amazing, amazing coach. And boy, did, uh, did he ever give me some, some good uh, pointers uh, in a pretty direct way. And yeah. uh, I, really, I really respect him for that. But yeah, we will definitely be slaying some stages. I can promise you. I love it, man. I love it. And um, it's, it's going to be, uh, this is what I'll say in, in the words of Jason Lowe, get your seatbelt on, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get your seatbelts on. That's awesome. And for our listeners, if you're on the YouTubes, uh, just take a look up there, or maybe it's up there. I, it's got to be on this side. Up there, there's going to be uh, some additional videos that we recommend that you continue your journey of learning. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in. And if you're tuning in from uh, your favorite podcast platform. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode. Get your hands on a copy of The End Asset for Canadians. You'll be glad you did. And we want to wish you and yours a terrific rest of your day. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for listening to the Wealth Without Bay Street podcast, where your wealth matters. Be sure to check out our social media channels for more great content. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player and be sure to rate the show. We definitely appreciate it. And don't forget to share this episode with someone you care about. Join us on the next episode where we continue to uncover the financial tools, strategies, and the mindsets that maximize your wealth.